0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God. Amen. Christ is risen. What a beautiful account in the Scripture of the Lord's work of mercy with the blind man. The joy of receiving sight after years of blindness the power of God's work through spittle and dirt and water we see here the beautiful uh, vision of sacrament that through the physical spiritual things are given to us by God so we see that in baptism in holy oil in body and blood of Christ so we see this picture that God gives to us Uh, so what a what a joyous day we have as we continue our journey, after Pascha to Ascension, uh, which we celebrate this this Wednesday night. So, the question for us today is, uh, our sight. You know, we may have physical sight. I just as I was saying, I looked over at John. John has spiritual sight. <laughs> And we have physical sight. One of the beautiful things, remember, John said that when the bishop, uh, as John was losing his sight and had lost his sight, the bishop was here one time, and uh, John's John's comment was, "The next time I, the next face I see, will be the face of my Lord." That's what he anticipates. What a beautiful thing that is. So, for our sight, what's our sight? I <clears throat> want to back up a bit and uh, share a little bit about of our trip. We had a wonderful time with my mother on Mother's Day. Um, she's a pistol. <laughs> she's so much fun to be with. And uh, just a real joy. We had a wonderful time. And a wonderful time in the city of San Francisco and around the area. We just We really enjoyed ourselves. It was just a blessing from God for us totally refreshed, went to the cathedral in San Francisco, joy of all of sorrow. spent time there with St. John Maximovich. Prayed for those of, uh, that were on my heart, took a little oil from the lamp, crossed myself, which I do all the time when I'm there. That's a piece of heaven. If You have an opportunity to go there. You need to go and just sit in the church. It's a piece of heaven. Not, not because it's such a beautiful church, which it is, but the presence of a saint there with uncorrupt hands. Died in 1966. Still got flesh on his hands. They revested him recently, which must have been an incredible moment. So what joy, just filled with joy and uh, felt light, felt like we could see. We went to Mirror Woods. Uh, to see the beautiful redwoods, like you 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 could just breathe God in in there, it was so beautiful, and my eyes are opening, and i 'm just seeing things so clearly. oh, it was so wonderful, and then we started to come home You ever feel that you're away, and it 's great and you're you feel this kind of relief and 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 you really do see and you 're thinking clearly. And your prayer is, is acute. And, and all of a sudden, we're coming home. And I'm answering emails on my phone while Jan's driving. I'm making phone calls. And I start to be blinded. I start to get covered up. That which was so clear now becomes so fogged in. And it was really interesting because I remember the thought I had was stop striving. I stop striving. But then I had this thought. I said, well, we always have to make an effort. We always have to strive. So what's the problem here? What's the problem with striving? Because really to strive to work, to make an effort is a good thing because God cooperates with our effort and gives us blessings. So we need to make an effort. So what was the problem with this strife? The strife was it was coupled with anxiety." strife and anxiety striving with anxiety it's not a good place to go so as i was kind of looking through this it blinds you it blinds you in proverbs it says this be uh anxiety in the heart of man causes depression solomon's words the words of wisdom Anxiety in the heart of man does what? Causes depression. But a good word makes it glad. So this this blindness is a a result of of striving with anxiety. It it depresses us. It brings a darkness upon us. St. Paul says, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, Let your request be known to God. Be anxious for nothing. Strive strive toward nothing with anxiety. But let your request be known to God with thanksgiving. And the beauty of that is is what the Lord, what Paul says to us will accompany. And then he says, and the peace of God. Which passes all understanding will guard your hearts and mind through Christ Jesus. So if we are passing through this anxiety and, and understanding that anxiety darkens us, you know there's a, there's a line in unseen warfare that says, bad, straw, "Bad bad thoughts strike the heart, Engender desire, bring disorder, result in gloom and cause evil." Bad thoughts strike the heart, engender desire, bring disorder, and uh, 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 result in gloom, depression, and cause evil. You know, as I was saying, that are you thinking about how your thoughts do that? How that happens? A bad thought strikes the heart, engender desire, brings disorder, causes, uh, creates gloom. And then results in evil. So we have to stay away. King Solomon says, anxiety creates depression. That bad thought, that bad thought, we have to be very careful of this. Not letting ourselves strive with anxiety. We didn't make effort, but with, not with anxiety. It becomes so important to us. The prayer of St. Ephraim says um, uh, "Keep me from s- s- sloth, faint-heartedness, love of power and idle talk. Faint-heartedness, anxiety with depression. What's that cause? Love of power. When you are depressed, you have to fight, you have to lift yourself up by clawing for power. Anxiety. You ever feel that when you're anxious, that you're striving to, to, to assert yourself in that way? So our encouragement is do not strive with anxiety. So when I was thinking about this, I said there's another striving with that's not good. Striving with enthusiasm. Now that may sound odd to you. Because that enthusiasm, we like that. You know, we like that kind of being pumped up. We like that being kind of energized uh, I tell this story every time I think about this uh, I was uh, I had a conversation with Bishop Basil about uh, my Lent and so I emailed him this letter about what my plan was for Lent and it was a very enthusiastic plan and normally he re- emailed me right back so I wrote this plan down and I said this is what I'm planning to do no response I said, well, he must be busy, because this is a really good plan. I'm really excited about this plan. After three days, I had failed miserably at all of them. So I, wrote, I emailed them back, and I said, Sad enough, forget, forgive me, but, for, uh, but ignore my first email. I have failed miserably. And he, and he wrote back, Beware of enthusiasm. I'll never forget that. Because I always thought, you know, I'm an athlete. You know, I'm that striver. I'm enthusiastic. I'm like, good. Pumped up. Let's go get them. You know, break down the wall. That's how I grew up. And that's how getting something done was an interesting thing. In the spiritual world, it can be a dangerous thing. You need to be enthused and But this kind of emotional enthusiasm can become a bit of a danger. So I was looking at that from my standpoint, uh, from how many times I failed at this. Enthusiasm creates in us this, I'm right. I'm right. I'm right. So let's do it my way. Let's go. Let's go right now. I'm right. I've got the right idea. Let's go. In the spiritual world, you're supposed to question yourself. You're supposed to actually distrust yourself. You're supposed to check out those enthusiastic moments to make sure it's just not a a, a great meal you had or that nice bowl of ice cream that excited you. That it really is from God. You need to check it out. You know, we used to be here, I remember, when we were working on all these kind of working out things, Father Richard used to say, before I do anything, I need to get my ducks in order. You know what that, that vision of ducks in order is a mama duck with little ducklings behind it. Before you move, don't move just because you're enthusiastic. Make sure that enthusiastic gets checked out. Check out your enthusiasm. Check out your idea. Don't be so quick to move. And then the, um, and this is, this is, uh, this is uh, part of a relationship with people that we have, and I'm really good with this with my wife, that I have the answer. I've got the answer. I've got the answer. It's I know the answer. I'm in fact I'm so I I know the answer's got to be so right because I'm so emotionally charged up about it. You know, it may not be the answer. In fact, most of the time it's not. It may be part of the answer. It may be a beginning of the answer. But we've got to be really careful of jumping in with pride of opinion into these kind of areas and kind of asserting with our enthusiasm this idea that I'm right, I've got the answer. Be careful of that. Be very careful of that. And then the, the enthusiasm that's created when you have had a conversation with somebody and now As you go away, you said, you know, next time I see them, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this, and then I'm going to say this, and then I'm going to say that. Then I'm going to say this. You ever done that? Kind of created that little message that you're going to, this little response you have. You've got some emotion in there, too. I've I've got a rule that I don't always follow, but I try to. What should I say? How should I say it? When should I say it? Should I say it at all? And if I give myself time, you know what mostly comes out? I shouldn't say it. (laughs) If I jump on enthusiasm, I've normally said it wrong and at the wrong time. (laughs) You remember, huh? You must have talked to my wife. So be careful, be careful, be careful. We want to strive, but we strive with peace. We strive with a peace in our heart, not with an emotional enthusiasm, not with anxiety. St. Paul says that the, the kingdom of God is righteousness, joy and peace in the Holy Spirit. Righteousness, joy, and peace in the Holy Spirit. That's where we want our heart to be. That's where we want to respond from. Not from anxiety, not from enthusiasm, but from peace, a quietness in us. And that peace is helped by praying to God, knowing that God knows best. Does God know best? You know better than God? God knows best. And all things work for good for those that love him. So everything that's going on in your life, guess what's happening? It's working for good. It's working for good. Just keep your love attached. Just make sure you're loving him and loving your other and loving people around you. And it works for good. What a powerful thing that is. What a blessing that is. Make your supplication known to God. Become a beggar. Ask for his mercy. Continue to stand before him with your desires. Don't be shy with that. But be a beggar when you do it. Don't be enthusiastic. Be a beggar. Because a beggar, all, God, all a beggar wants is mercy. All a beggar wants is mercy. God be merciful to me. Be thankful. Be thankful that keeps your heart at peace. God has blessed us with so many things. Make sure your heart remembers that which has, where, what has blessed you, where God has blessed you. Seek peace, pursue peace, and bring peace to others. This allows our heart to stay quiet at peace with God and with each other. So, may we be enlightened today. Open our eyes so that we strive from a peaceful heart, not with anxiety, not with enthusiasm, so that we are striving in, in good sight before God, so that we're not blinded by our passions, blinded by our anxiety, blinded by our enthusiasm, but that we truly see that which God has before us in relationship to what he would have us, how he would have us live, what he, what would, he, what he would have us be thinking what he would have us saying, what he would have us doing. So as we seek this, as we, as we move forward in this, may God open the eyes of our mind and enlighten us with uh, his great and holy teachings and bless us with holy communion this day. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen.